Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. It's Summer Camp for Moms Week 4, featuring an encore presentation with the geniuses behind Evolve Me, Linda Lautenberg and Judy Schoenberg. If you are joining us for the first time, we are nearing the end of our summer camp theme replays, all focused on helping moms discover and develop their passions while their kids are off at summer camps doing the same thing. Yeah, and Evolve Me is a network developed specifically for midlife women facing a pivot or a relaunch. For example, women who maybe have been home in the primary caregiver role and are now ready to get back out there. Or women who are ready to change careers or women who can't remember what lights them up. Yeah, or if those women have no idea who they are anymore, something we're kind of familiar with, or women who just don't want to face that next chapter by themselves. And even if you are not in midlife yet, do not worry, you will be one day, so get prepared <laughs> now. And if you are past midlife, nope, you're not. Midlife is as much of mindset as it is age. I just love that concept. We talk about that a lot. And one of my favorite moments in this episode is when Linda was talking about going back to her Harvard Business School reunion. And she said that nearly every woman she talked to was apologizing for something. Mm. She was apologizing for working and not being home with her kids or for not working and having this degree and not using it or doing something in, in a way, anything, whatever it was that just didn't feel right and felt like they were going to face judgment for. And I thought it was so eye-opening because here are these women who look like the picture of success with Harvard degrees, and they were still questioning every decision they made. I know. It, yeah, that one really stuck out for me too. And so, yeah, that's where Judy and Linda in Evolve Me come in. You do not have to be alone with your questions and insecurities anymore. And with that, we'll get you right into the original episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks and have a good one. Bye. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping moms figure out who they are, what they want, and how to get it. And pretty much rinse, repeat that forever. I mean, it always changes, right? And I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ ally, and today a potentially blooming extrovert. I'm going to talk about that later in the Look, Listen, Learns. Kind of scaring me. I know. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I'm Missy Stevens. I'm a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster care advocate. And this week I'm a football parent again. <sighs> we'll talk about that more later, oh, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. Today, we are so excited to have Judy Schoenberg and Linda Lautenberg, founders of Evolve Me, on the show. Together, Judy and Linda founded Evolve Me, an organization specializing in career reinvention and community building for women in midlife career transition. The program is designed to help women attain clarity, gain confidence, and launch the best chapter of their professional lives. Though Judy is a graduate of Harvard University and a former national executive for Girl Scouts of the USA, and lives in Brooklyn, New York with her husband, two sons, and a feisty rescue dog. Mm -hmm. Linda is a Harvard Business School graduate and a chartered financial analyst. Prior to her own professional reinvention, she had a highly successful career in real estate finance and securitization. She lives near the Jersey Shore with her husband, one to three kids, depending on college schedules, <laughs> and way too many pets. Welcome. Welcome. Much. Thank you for having us. Yes, this is great. We are, are so, so excited. Oh, yes. You took the words right from my mouth, Missy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, so, okay, we just, uh, Missy gave a sliver of information about your background, but would love for each of you to give us a, more of a 101 on your own evolution of your careers and also what led you to start Evolve Me. And since this is our first time interviewing two guests at the same time, yeah. I'm going I'm going to call on Judy to start <laughs> to make sure we're not talking over each other. Thanks so much, Suzanne. It's great to be here. And thank you for having us on the podcast. So yeah, you uh, gave a great summary of my career, a snapshot, and want to dig a little bit deeper. So I had a long career in the nonprofit sector uh, ever since I graduated from college, really. So I'm, I'm dating myself, but that's okay because we're all in midlife here. Um, so yeah, I've been in the nonprofit sector. I, I was in it for about two decades and I spent 15 years at Girl Scouts of the USA headquarters in New York City. And I started there right out of graduate school and I worked my way up and was after 15 years, was the executive of our research institute. So we did market research with girls and women on leadership and economic security and health and, and lots of, of different issues touching girls and women's lives. Um, and I at the, was coming towards my end of my 15-year tenure, and I saw 50 on the horizon in the next few years. And I said, I yep. started here when I was in graduate school. I've had, you know, right on graduate school, rather. I've had a wonderful career here, a lot of accomplishments. I had my two kids during my tenure at Girl Scouts of the USA. I had, you know, the flexibility, um, having been there for a number of years to work four days a week and work from home one day and really allowed me to continue my career and raise my children. So I was really fortunate to have that opportunity. Yeah. And my kids were getting a little bit older, um, not as old as Linda's kids, but they were, they were <laughs> more self-sufficient than toddlers when I saw 50 coming up on the horizon. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be here when I turn 50, you know, nothing against the organization, but I'd right. be ready for new challenges, you know? Yep. And as my kids were, were getting older, I felt like, okay, like I have the bandwidth, I have the the mind space. Um, I have the the time to really uh, re invest in myself and think about mm -hmm. what's next for me. So I took a leap and I left without really knowing what was going to happen next. Um, I, I took a leap at a good time. It was like at the mm -hmm. height of my career. So I left feeling really accomplished, which tends to help when you're making a transition. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't always work out for women that way that we work with. Um, and we have a lot of tips and tricks to, to reinstill their confidence. But I was leaving on a high. So that was great. And I was freelancer for three years. I thought that, you know, I was doing program development and research. And then I thought I wanted to be an executive director of a small nonprofit. And then I said, you know, well, I know I could do those jobs, but do I really want to do those jobs? Or yes. is, should I really, you know, open up my... Um, my view of what's possible for me across, you know, in other industries too. Anyway, long story short, I found a program that was for women returning to the workforce in the social impact sector at a startup. And I was kind of doing it for research purposes because I thought I might yeah. do that kind of work. And I met Linda there. She had, she did the program right after me. And the woman actually that was leading it got a full-time job in Connecticut and they were looking for women who could help rebrand, remarket, reprogram and, and expand the offering. And so Linda yeah. and I didn't know each other. We were paired together and I'll let her take over from here. But that, those were the, the beginnings um, of Evolve Me in, in the making and us working together. And um, wow. we complement each other really well. And so that's why it's worked 
for us to yeah. be co-founders and, and business partners of our own company. So, and, and how long ago was that? Were you so met we, up? Uh, we met in 2018. Um, okay. Yeah. So a few years ago now, and then we worked at the startup together for about a year or so. We had a, um, a summit in New York City in 2019 with 100 women who came and career entry experts. Uh, so it was a huge success. And from yeah. there, we had a, a group of women we work with in a more intense way in a, in a cohort. And we said um, that that startup wasn't focused on women anymore and had to contract for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And we saw there was such a need, specifically for women in midlife. The, the startup yeah. wasn't really focused on women in midlife, but yeah. we were, you know, we created the program we wish we had. We, we couldn't find yeah. anything quite like this when we were- Kind of like our podcast. We yes. <laughs> we created what we wish we had. But exactly. we wish we had, yes. Yeah, and, and Linda and I come from different angles. You know, me as a career pivoter, going from the nonprofit sector into the entrepreneurial space, and Linda as a career returner, and she can share more of her story. But we cover, as she said, with with kids, we cover a lot of bases because our kids are all different ages. And then with kind of our industry experience and, um, you know, how we kind of see the, the world uh, work because we come at different sides of the story. It um, works yeah. really well to, you know, be empathic to different women situations. Okay, Linda, well, that kicks it over to you. And I'm, I, I think I'm in your ballpark as far as kind of more of a relauncher versus a mm -hmm. pivoter um, career-wise. So I'm very excited to hear about yours as well. Yeah. And I, I love how you guys almost said the same thing at the same time, because Judy and I complete each other's sentences <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. It's so fun to see another like two women that work so well together. So this is fun. So yeah, so as Judy said, I come at this at a little different angle, both from my professional background and um, and then what happened after. So I, um, I was um, doing real estate finance, securitization, much more of a corporate background. I love to get my MBA. I came back and I did the same thing. And, and I have to say, I really just kind of fell into that, um, that career. I grew up and went to college in Minnesota and I took the job I took because I, I was going to do marketing. I took this position because it was in Manhattan and that would really right. nothing. I, I said, I, I got there and I said, I called my parents and I said, I don't, whatever they want me to do, I want to be here. So, and I think, and I only highlight yeah. that because I think a lot of people do kind of fall into their first careers. Yeah. And then yeah. once you're, once you're on the path, then you just kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going mm -hmm. with it. So I did take a career break for my husband's career. He's a physician. We moved out of the city far enough out of Manhattan that it was, you know, at the time there was no, this was, you know, going back 20 years at least. So, you know, there was no Zoom. There was, there was barely right. internet. So, <laughs> you know, so if you were not in the city, you could not be in the industry no. that I was in. Um, I had one child at the time. I knew we were going to have more. So I thought, let me just take a little break and get my daughter situated here and meet people. I didn't know anybody. And, you know, of course, 18 years later, I still was not, you know, I was working really hard doing a lot of different things, but not getting yes. paid for any of them. Oh, hell um, hallelujah. Oh, I'm on you know, 16. And it sounds real familiar. Yeah. So it's so familiar. And, and, and on it, and it's, you know, it's funny because I did go back to my business school reunion. I told this, I tell this story a lot, but um, I think it was my 10th. 
And every woman, the men were all fine. They were in the corner talking about whatever they were doing. Right. Every woman that I talked to was either apologizing for the fact that she was a stay-at-home mom and that she had this fancy business school degree and was using it to unload the oh. dishwasher, mm -hmm. or they were apologizing because they had had kids and had a full-blown career and, you know, their children were in gay, daycare, mm -hmm. or that they had put their life on hold for their career. And, and every woman was somehow apologizing for something, Ooh. you know, else. So, and I definitely felt that way when I first stepped out of the workforce for the first five years, if you would have met me, I would have, I wouldn't tell you what I was doing. I would tell, I would tell you what I used to do. Yep. So it was really <laughs> hard for me, that identity. It's very hard to let go of. And I know Judy yep. wrestled with that too. When she stepped away from Girl Scouts of the USA, you're used to being able to introduce yourself as, Hi, my name is Linda, and this is what I do. And automatically, then you have that confidence of saying, oh, they know I'm smart or they know I can do this or what have you. Yeah. When, when you introduce yourself and I'm a stay-at-home mom, then you get nothing. Oh, it's so tough. I yeah. remember the first time when I was staying home with my daughter and we were doing some remodeling and I had you know, recently left my job and I used to work on Disney. And then after that, I had worked on Apple. Mm -hmm. And so you're used to in a business sense, being yeah. able to be like, I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna get what I want out of this because people want to work with Apple or want to work with Disney. Um, and this this guy that was working on our kitchen just didn't really care <laughs> that I was Suzanne Kearns and I wanted something. Right. And it's like, no, no, you you can't get that. I'm like, well, wait a minute, but hey, <laughs> don't you know? I asked, I asked yeah. nicely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting, yeah. like you don't have, you feel like you don't have that weight of legitimacy behind you or this business card to say that you're a real person. Um, super important. <laughs> yeah. And it was a complete blessing. I mean, I like that I was in a luxury that I was able to take that time off, but it was, yep. I think in, in many relationships, somebody's got to be more flexible and depending on how rigid one career is, is determines how flexible the other has to be. So, yes, but, but I did do a lot of nonprofit work when I was out and, you know, supported a lot of organizations, but I guess I never really, um, I kind of discounted that in my head of being like anything particularly mm -hmm. valid. I just was, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. Um, so when right. someone, my oldest was getting ready to go to college, all of a sudden I realized that nothing had just fallen into my lap and I was working my way out of this mom job and I needed to find something that was going to be left for me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and right now I'm at that point now where my, my youngest is, this is her senior year in high school. So I'm so thankful that I did get on this as early, you know, when I did, yeah. but, but real problem was I definitely, the confidence thing was definitely a problem, but I think my biggest issue was I had no idea what I wanted to do. All mm -hmm. I knew is that I didn't want to, go work on Wall Street. There were there were return ships out there to go work for JP Morgan or what have you, but that wasn't yep. me anymore. I had evolved so much as a person that like I cared yep. about so many other things, but I just didn't even know what was out there anymore. I had no more connections. Whatever I had was in real estate. I just, I didn't even know where to begin. So I, I really spun my wheels for a good three years and I was trying, you know, I did reconnect with my alumni groups and started trying to strategically do some some good volunteering work. But I still I just 
was really lost. You know, I thought for a while I would be a teacher. And so I started going down that path. And then I thought I would do fashion merchandising. And I just, I was all over the place. And it just wasn't something I could kind of figure out with my mom friends or my family. So when I landed on this program that Judy talked about, at least I had some other women that were in the same boat as me. It was a program that was specifically for career returners that wanted to go into the social impact space. That was good enough for me. I just wanted other people that wanted to go back to work. Um, And and it really just this just signing up and knowing that I had some structure really flipped that switch. So when Judy and I, when um, when we were done contracting for that company and that program came to an end, we really stepped back and said, you know, what's really missing here is we had women while we were working with returners coming to us and saying, Do you have a program for my friend? Because she is working, but she doesn't want to do that anymore. And she doesn't know how to change her career. And and, and she's too busy because she's got family and she's got work and she doesn't have time to spend on herself. Mm -hmm. And another person came to us saying, you know, I just got divorced and I need to change what I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. I'm like so busy with this, this and, and, and just, you know, people being all over the place. And what we realized is that all these women all these transition points were happening in midlife. And that was kind of the common connection. And so we created Evolve Me, the program that we wish would have been available for us when we were at a transition point in, in midlife. And it's really for any, anybody, whenever you, we don't like to put a number on it because everybody kind of hits that at different times. Right. Some people hit it in their mid thirties. Some people don't hit it until their mid sixties. But at some point there's something that happens that you just know you need a change and yeah. you need to know that it's not too late to make it. Yeah. Oh, you said so many things that set off so many I know. feelings. Bing, bing, bing. Like, I, <laughs> like all the emotions came back um, and I don't even know where to start, but I want to start a little bit with the, you talked about just falling into a path. And that's a common thread that has come up in a lot of people we've talked to is that Mm -hmm. we get on this train and then we feel stuck on that train, whether it's we're ashamed to admit it's not right for us, or we don't know how to financially get off or whatever the circumstances may be. So I'm curious, as you've talked to women through Evolve Me, what, what are some of the tips and tricks you have for them to help them step back and not feel that shame or that fear in hopping off into the next thing. Yeah. I can share some and then Linda, yeah. I'm going to chime in, but, yeah. um, you know, some of what we talk about that is like empowering for women as they are thinking about stepping off the path that they're on is, you know, to think about careers in a different way in their professional life in a different way, which is that there is like having a non-linear path is okay. You know, that you don't have to be on the straight and narrow to have a successful yeah. career. So mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. reimagining what success looks like. And mm-hmm. for women that we work with a lot, you know, in midlife, it's not just having the, the right next job and going up the ladder. It's really looking at how your work fits into the rest of your life and, and your lifestyle and, and it being a good culture fit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, a culture that really matches your values. And, and women want more out of work, you know, now, especially if they've, a lot of the women that we work with have had success in the industry that they're in. So they can continue on that path, but it's not, as you said, like it, it's not satisfying or doesn't feel meaningful. And so yep. what we do is people come to us and say often like, oh, you know, can you help me with my resume? And we're like, no, no, take a step back 
Like if you want to chart a new <laughs> right. path, right? Don't send out any resumes. Don't re- revise your resume. Don't revise your LinkedIn profile before you really take the time and invest the time. And this is the part that people miss so much in their career transition to really spend the time evaluating and assessing what you love to do. Mm-hmm. What brings you that flow? What you kind of forget yourself in? Like, what are the things mm-hmm. that you love to do, you know, before you fell into the career that you're right. in? Be in childhood that, you know, you never even imagined would lead to a career. You know, yeah. what are the values, right? We go through a whole values inventory assessment. What are your values right now? And how could those be infused in a next career path? And and yeah, what kind of culture works for you? Do you want more flexibility? Do you want more autonomy? I mean, we had a woman we worked with that said, you know what I want right now? I want, she she had been, um, a, you know, she'd stayed at home with her kids for a while and she had a successful career before in the HR industry. And she said, I want to go back. I think I want to go back just part-time. What I really want, I want to go into an office and I want a chair to hang my sweater behind because I haven't uh. had that for so long. So for for everybody, you know, it's going to be something different, right? And so that might not be, you know, like maybe she'd continue in the industry that she's in, but perhaps the environment is different, right? It Mm -hmm. might be instead of a big corporation, maybe it's actually she was at a startup in the end and she wound up at a startup. So, um, you know, I think that it's really examining like what success looks like for you now, surrounding yourself with other women who are also trying to reimagine, you know, what success mm-hmm. looks like for them, because especially if you've been a high achieving person, like your, you know, yourselves, uh, like you, you can get stuck on this path and feel like the only way to measure success is to go up. When we yep. see women going all different kinds of sideways, um, yeah. zigzagging their way into their transition. And I have to say, you know, I'll be vulnerable here for a minute for myself. Like I spent so much time in the nonprofit sector. And for me, even to get off of that path, I was like, no, this is the path for meaning. Like, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. the, even going into something in the business world was like a huge stretch. You know, and I was like, oh, what are people going to think when I tell them I'm leaving the nonprofit sector, you know, and I'm, I'm a business person now and I, I'm a yeah. small business owner. Um, and so, meanwhile, they're so wrapped up in their own stuff that they don't even know. Right. It. And right. like you know, there's, there's different ways to accomplish uh, having an impact, right? Yeah. And depending on what your mission is. And we're a social entrepreneurship. And so like me taking that time, you know, speaking you know, for myself to, to evaluate not just, you know, what sector do I want to be in, but so useful what we do with women and across a number of different exercises we take them through. It's, we do this whole discover, we have a model for career reinvention called DARE. So it's discover, amplify, refresh, and embark. And that first piece of discover is all of that assessment work of mm-hmm. your skills, your talents, your values. Um, you know, what you love to do, what, what you really want to bring forward, your transferable skills. Um, that really helps, especially if you're getting off the linear path to take with you all of those soft skills, you know, leadership, communication, collaboration skills, all the things that people don't even consider are really portable when they're trying to get into a new area. So um, we have, you know, a very structured way that we lead women through it because you can you know, Google your way around anything, but to have that, <laughs> that, that structure, um, especially when you want to gain clarity and, and get off that more linear path is, is really important. What's the timing typically of like, how long does it take your average person in your program to 
go through that discovery piece. That's the part for myself that I always feel like there's some breaks, like just putting my values, Suzanne and I have worked on it as a podcast team. Like what are our values for this show? And I've worked on my personal value assessment before, but I find it really difficult. So I think that's one of those questions. It depends. We have some women come through our program and, you know, they were close anyway. And Mm -hmm. then they land a new position or decide to launch a business before we even through the 10 weeks. And other women, quite frankly, you know, a couple months later, and they're still working on the discovery piece. So it just depends on like how far along you were coming into it in the first place. One of the things that we encourage women, because we do work with a lot of women, you know, some feel kind of trapped, right? Because not everybody can just say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, leave work yes. and take the leap or, or, you know, or can be on career break like, like I was. And so what we encourage people to do is to, through doing that clarity work, but to also start taking a step back and looking at, you know, all the tasks that they've done so that they can come up with a really solid list of what their personal brand is and their transferable skills that they bring to the table. So if you were to take your resume and go back over all the jobs you've ever done and include all the volunteer work and managing a kitchen reconstruction Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever it is, all those things and come up with everything you bring to the table, things start to fall out and you start to get a narrative. Yeah. Of what it is that who you are and what you bring to the table. And then when you can marry that with what it is that you love to do, sometimes you might find that it's not every woman that is dissatisfied with her career. And, you know, you're all moms here. So I think a lot of women have just kind of plateaued in their career because they've got something that like, you know, they might not love what they're doing, but they're keeping all the other plates spinning at the same time. So good enough right? Everybody around me is happy. So that's good enough for me right now. (laughs) Right. But so sometimes you don't necessarily have to make a full sale leap. If you can take some time for yourself to go back and really think about which things that you do at work that you love to do and which things you don't love to do anymore Mm -hmm. and do some of that work, you might be able to job craft within your own company or you might be able to carve out some time to do some project work for a nonprofit. And, you know, if you're a working mom, like God only knows, it's like hard enough to do that and raise kids. But that is how we have some people like try to explore something in a safe way is take on a project for a nonprofit or or something like that to mm-hmm. try out a new yeah. skill. And I think that doing some of that trial work mm-hmm. is also another way that you can start to build back that confidence and yeah, feel yes. like you do have some skills. But I know we talk about confidence a lot. We hear it from other coaches. We see it on your website. So I think especially stay at home moms, but I'm sure any, any woman can get this, you know, but we've people who spent pretty much their whole life taking care of others. Mm-hmm. And also parenting is the ultimate in bringing you back to your humble self as far as for a while I said my whole job was wiping people ask me what I did I'm like I wipe things I wipe noses behind counters floors I'm just a wiper I used to do other stuff but that's what I do it kind of now I'm away you yeah but no matter how many people you used to give speeches in front of or you know how high up your client contact was 
when you got a baby that is crying and you don't know what to do with it, I mean, you just feel like you don't know anything in the whole world. So I mean, there's a lot of building back up that comes after even just a couple of years off, let alone those of us who are in the double digits of years yeah. off. Um, so what are some other ways that you help women rediscover this confidence or build back that confidence so that they can make a change and take those steps? I think one of the biggest ways is when you're working with other women that are all in the same boat and you see all these highly credentialed women and you realize that they are all having the same, it's imposter syndrome is a little overused, but they're having that same yep. imposter syndrome mm -hmm. that like, what if somebody finds out that I don't really know what I'm talking about <laughs> or, yes. you know, that when you realize that other really credentialed women are feeling the same way, it normalizes it. So now you're not alone, right? You realize that it's just something that we all have. And whether, yeah. yeah, I agree. Women that are returning to the workforce, I mean, I felt I wasn't, I I like the wiper one, that's better. But I used to say, all I'm qualified to do now is I'm really good at loading the dishwasher. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really felt like, <laughs> you know, but if you step Fold a mean back, towel. you realize that you're like a master of the universe with the number of things that you, um, that you organize and, and think. But um, but even for women that are looking to make a career change, they might have confidence in their, we, we talk about two kinds of confidence. Like they might have a lot of confidence in like Judy in the nonprofit world. But mm -hmm. if you would have said, oh, go be an entrepreneur, like that would just be like, what? No, I can't, yeah. you know? So it, you, right. so, but being with a bunch of other women and being able to see yourself through their eyes helps a ton because other people can see things in you that you would mm -hmm. never see in yourself. Yeah. And so I might, so that's definitely one of the things that just, and I'll let Judy go into some more of the actual work that we do, but I would say just for starters, being around other women like that and getting it out there is huge. Yeah. yeah. And piggybacking on what Linda said, you know, we bring women together across all different industries, roles, sectors. And so what's so beautiful about it is that usually like professional development is only done, you know, lawyers talk to lawyers or designers talk to designers. Now you have a woman who's maybe a lawyer sitting across or on Zoom from a designer <laughs> um, and she sees things in the designer that the designer never considered because she has a lawyer looking at it from an entirely different perspective outside of her industry. And mm -hmm. suddenly, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Huh? I've never thought about things that way. And yeah. it opens up like just the openness of new possibilities. That's one thing that really, you know, women take away from is just like things that they would never have considered before because they're talking with yeah. people, you know, outside of their own industry. Um, definitely what you said, Suzanne, about owning your accomplishments, you know, you still own your, we, we, you know, we talk to women about the fact that they still own all of those accomplishments, even if they were wiping and loading the dishwasher, like that yeah. doesn't go away. And what also doesn't yeah. go away ever is, the image or the perception that the colleagues that you worked with in those roles have of you. Mm -hmm. So we say that, you know, your colleagues have like a frozen in time image of you when you work together and you were doing amazing things, right? Um, wherever you were at Apple or Disney or what have you. And so when you go back to those people for networking and to revive your contacts, mm -hmm. that uh, it really helps to go in with that mindset. And in terms of like building up your sense of confidence, definitely trying to go out there. Um, and, you know, even if you don't have a title or a role, if you're on a break, like to go out there and talk to others about 
ideas for the direction that you want you know, to take, the impact that you want to have, like start to put yourself in positions where you're being seen as a professional, whether it's, you know, starting yeah. small by um, sharing articles in an industry that you want to go into on LinkedIn, commenting on social media, being part of the conversation. There's so many free webinars out there right now because we've all moved to remote. There's so many free courses online. You know, if you feel like you're lacking the skills right now, let's say in technology, just do something quick to skill up so that you are at least proficient. You don't have to be an expert about any of these things, right? But if you want to feel relevant, there's a lot of different free ways that you can do that, um, join industry groups. And, you know, before you do any of that, you want to spend that time up front, as we were talking about before to gain clarity. And then eventually we move through the process where women get a refreshed sense of themselves. So Mm -hmm. setting up a home office, like we all have, you know, having a professional Mm -hmm. kind of virtual presence, refreshing their style. Like, how does that speak to them for who they are now? How are they presenting to the world when they're doing interviewing, informational interviewing, spinning? And then we go into refreshing their resume and LinkedIn, which of course gives you more confidence when you're going out to the world to network. But it, you know, it's, it's baby steps along the way too. And we don't think any step is too small. Um, yeah. Often, you know, women want to be at certain place like much sooner, um, but <laughs> And, and there's, you know, I have to be honest with you, there are um, sometimes backsliding in confidence, like people feel really good. And then three weeks later, they're like, oh, I didn't, mm-hmm. nobody, you know, that person that I really wanted to answer that email never wrote back. What do I do? Oh, are they ghosting yeah. me? Is the recruiter, go-? you know, so there are these laps in confidence, but as Linda mm-hmm. was saying, the group brings you back in the group, yeah. really, you know, the accountability and the momentum you get from moving in the same direction with like-minded women, you know, it's everything. Um, and it's funny, I want to get, let you in on a secret that I don't think I've ever told Linda, maybe, but I feel like oh, I'm speaking. Linda's face. <laughs> I mean, Linda's like, maybe. And, <laughs> but I, I, it's, you know, I know that there will be probably like a lot of moms who are on a break and taking care of children and listening, you know, in your audience and, and you all have taken breaks. And I, as you were speaking about confidence, I didn't have the confidence at the time to stay whole. Oh, Because I felt like I was so tied to my work identity that it was so much a part of me for so long that I feared. I had that fear that we were talking about who would I be if I Mm -hmm. wasn't this person that everybody knew as like, oh, you're working at Girl Scouts. Oh, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. So that was something confidence came up for me in a totally different way. And then, um, then, you know, as I kind of grew into that idea, I I took a leap um, for myself, but that was just um, when you when you were talking, Linda. Yeah. I was, oh wow! I, I, it's a full circle story over here. <laughs> yes, you never know what can come up in this conversation. I know. No, no, we have revelations almost every week. It, sometimes both of us at the same time are going what? But yes. in fact, Suzanne, not long ago, like really came to this. Like I watched her have this revelation in real time. I could see wheels turning. <laughs> where she realized her lack of clarity about who she was and what she was going to do did not come with motherhood. It started before way back. And when she started to talk about that, I realized that when I had my first child, I was not happy with what I was doing either. It was not the right fit for me. I didn't know how to get out of it. And then that baby helped me get out of it, I guess, but, (laughs) um, 
Missy, you know, I, I have think... to say, same from, I'm kind of like the same with both of you. Like I fell into it and I have to say, Missy, when, once I stepped away from that, like, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And right. I was not a Wall Street person. I, right. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. Right. That's why we talk about sometimes yeah. like going back through the, you know, your job things and thinking about, well, I did this, but what did I like about it and what did I not? And again, yes. with that clarity piece and whether it's with Evolve Me or some other group or the two of you have each other, but whatever group that you can find, it helps to have that for the clarity piece too, mm -hmm. because you have somebody to bounce it off of. That's not yeah. like your partner right. or right. your best mom friend or, you know, you yeah. need kind because of they're coming group. at you in kind of a different. Yeah. They have a different they, investment in it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes or, or someone's yeah. love for you can cloud a little. Or you just need somebody to see you with fresh eyes. Yeah. Yep. Or they have assumptions about who you are yes. and yeah. what you do. And they're like, no, you're the lawyer. You right. can't, I can't mm -hmm. see you as this other thing yet. And mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even know where I heard it, but I love the saying that there's nothing more dangerous than being good at a job that you hate. <laughs> and I, so I really love this. Oh yes. And I felt that very much because yeah. I had a lot of accolades. I progressed mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I, I like to think I was good at my job and I worked really hard at it, but I did not like what I was doing. I like the people and I like my clients, yeah. but the work itself just wasn't a good fit. So I love your clarity piece being, yes, it's, Ugh. it's what you're good at, but also what you enjoy. And I'm, yes. I'm having that struggle as a mom right now, as my son, he's got this real math science brain, but I wouldn't say that that's his passion. And I, yeah. For a long time was just like, oh, no, this was the kid who at two years old was like doing seven puzzles at the same time. I need to direct him in this area. And I, I think I did him a disservice for a few years there thinking like, oh, well, naturally, this must be your path because that's what you're so good at. And I don't think that will be his career field. Um, so it's yeah, kind of stepping back and doing the same thing for ourselves, like just seeing where that blooms and, and really thinking about what what does spark joy. I'm going to be a Marie Kondo. What does spark joy about, <laughs> yeah. uh, about these activities? Although probably not a disservice because if you wouldn't have directed him in that path, you wouldn't have found out that it wasn't his path. That's like sometimes, true. sometimes finding out something is wrong for you is, is even more informative than finding out that something might be right. Yes. Oh I my do gosh. love that concept. We've talked about that recently on the show that just because you spent six weeks or a year or whatever mm -hmm. amount of time it was going in this direction only to find out it was wrong. Yeah. That's, that's not a waste of time. No, that's a way you learned things along the way yeah. and you, you know, and there are snippets, like it might not be that direction, but I, you could still, again, pull things out of it that you probably mm -hmm. did like. Yeah. It's better than sitting still. Yeah. Yes. Get out of neutral, <laughs> get out of neutral. Is that what Julie Lithgow Hames told us? Get yes. Out of, yeah. out of neutral. That's yeah. hard to do though. Oh, it's yeah. so That's like hard. The pull of other people, I think, you know, yeah. it definitely helps pulling you along. And I like love how buddy. your organization focuses. We talk a lot about the coaches, but the element of community as well as the coaching, I think it's Huge. kind of this nice protective blanket on both sides right. to encourage you and challenge you and make you think about things that maybe you hadn't thought of before. And one of our big things here is like our friend KJ Delantonia, I mean, she was a New York Times editor, but she came on to talk about getting a coach, a book coach for when she was writing her first novel. 
because even a professional writer who's a New York Times editor can benefit from having a coach. So mm -hmm. it's not saying that you're not good enough to right. want to have coach and to have some help. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, professional golfers still have coaches. Like there's, you know, the professional sports people still have coaches because everybody can benefit from that. And I could spend yeah. really the rest of the day talking about this, but I just realized yes. that the time I'm I getting- know, it went so fast. It, it went fast. too fast. But before we jump into our Look, Listen, Learn segment, we want to make sure that listeners know where to find you and learn about some of your seminars yeah. and, and how they connect connect with you. Sure. So actually, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, the The next thing we have, Judy's better on the calendar dates than I am, but the next- <laughs> The next thing we have coming up is a webinar training, a free live training um, that is on the 21st of September at one o'clock Eastern time. Um, and I'm sure you'll have show notes that, yep. but it's evolveme.work backslash confidence, okay. but I'm sure everybody can get the show notes. And so that'll be a live training about getting back your confidence and getting on with your next chapter. Um, and then we also, we're very excited. One of the co-working spaces where actually Judy and I met for the first time, they have always had a monthly women's breakfast and they came to us when they were going to do their first in-person event. So we're going to be doing that at LMHQ in lower Manhattan. Um, but if you're not in Manhattan, there's also a virtual component to that. Okay. Oh, and Judy, please tell me the day for that. That's okay. a great <laughs> And we also have another webinar all the webinars of September 28th mm -hmm. okay. at 1 p.m. Eastern that you can tune into. And we would love for you to also be able to take some time to do some of the work that we've been talking about. So we have a free tool that is a career strategy tool, and it's mm -hmm. called the Evolve Me Career Reinvention Analyzer. And it will walk you through a process to look at your skills, your talents, what you're good at, what you love to do, and where there's a fit in the marketplace right now. Um, and then you can get that at uh, on our website too at evolveme.work backslash SWOT, S-W-O-T, and that's a free resource. So oh, I'm so, going to do that when we hang up here. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm going to do that today. Cool. Yeah, I've got <laughs> that downloaded. Guess, and then I guess the last thing that we want people to know is that our fifth Cohort of the Evolve Me Reinvention Collective is launching on October 19th. Okay. We get a lot of moms. That is why we would never be so mean as to launch it in September would be a terrible <laughs> thing to mothers everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we let everybody get settled and then we start in October. It's a 10-week program that absolutely will help you figure things out and move you forward faster. And if you want to learn more about it, there's information on our website. Um, but we also offer a free strategy session so you can sign up and talk to me or Judy for half hour and just figure out if it's a good fit for you. Um, so we have that on our website as well. Okay. We will get the links for all of those in the show yes. notes so people can find them. All right. Yeah. And the things that are happening maybe before this airs, we'll put some stuff out on our socials. That's great. Thank you uh, so much. This is such a good conversation. I'm like, don't go away. Like, I know. We, we, just, we just love what you are doing so yes. much. It's so aligned with what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast. I, know. I feel I, really excited that it, I, hey, there's so much for people considering the next step. I know. I mean, that's our big thing. I mean, people ask like, what are you doing this for? We're like, we're doing this so no other woman has to feel 
like we do. And so it just is such yes. a, it takes a physical weight off of me when I yeah. see smart, amazing women covering, like, like you got yeah. this covered. Okay. You got that group yeah. of women. We'll get this group of women. Like we're going to get them all. Yes. <laughs> Suzanne, I have to say, like, I love what you just said, because that is kind of at least how I felt about it. Like when I went into it personally, I never wanted anybody to feel like I felt for three years. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. No, it's really lonely. Yeah. And I think what we've learned in doing it, we've been talking to coaches and other women helping women for about nine months now. Everyone has felt that lonely before mm -hmm. and no, nobody likes it. And we're all out here. We yeah. just need to remember to reach out. And yes. we all and have we, the, the same heart for helping each other. Yeah. And we love yeah. what you guys are doing. Yes. I cast are such the, I mean, they're so great to be able to, you know, be the friend in your ear too, that you guys are, you know, I take lots of podcasts walking and I think yep. as during like the pandemic time, like podcasts have been yep. a saving grace for, for women. Um, you could also multitask while you're doing it. So this is amazing yes. what you're doing and then put this Thank together. You. It's really a great resource. I have so many friends who don't know they're my friend and that walk dogs with me and they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't and know I how close like we besties. are. Yeah, they don't realize <laughs> how close we really are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on that <laughs> note, uh, we can kick it off to the Look, Listen, Learn. Our Look, Listen, Learn segment is where we each share something that we've been looking at, reading, watching, admiring, or listening to like music, podcasts, or audiobooks, or learning, which can be anything from the meaning of life to just a fun product you have discovered. So let's yeah. see, I'm going to go in my square order. So I'm starting with Judy. Okay. A podcast that I've really loved. Um, we like to say it about me, like, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So definitely um, you'll get a boost if you listen to other women who've reinvented, talk about their career stories, how they got to where they are now, all the bumps, you know, that it took to get there and, sure. you know, and, and, there's dissatisfaction that they're feeling now. So anyway, all that is to say a colleague of ours, Katie Fogarty, you might know it, has a certain age podcast. And we really mm -hmm. like that one for all the women that she features, oh. health, beauty, wellness, et cetera. Um, that one's got me going. And I'll, on the <laughs> same vein as that, I wanted to share a book because my commitment over the summer was to read again. Um, I'm speaking of college majors, I was a literature major in college, but running a business and, and kids and all of the above, like really, yep. you know, it's hard to find time to read, but I read a great yeah. book about a reinvention story. This is the book. If anybody can see it. Um, it's oh, called Finding. just told me about that one. Oh yeah. It's called Finding Freedom, a cook yeah. story, remaking a life from scratch by Erin French. And um, there's a restaurant in Maine, in, in Freedom, Maine, yes. Um, yes. that she now runs. And she has a whole amazing uh, store. She's a mother, too, um, of a teenager, a boy. Um, and anyway, it was like over the summer, I said, maybe I should just, we should get in the car and drive to Freedom. Where <laughs> <laughs> did I know that it's like, you can't get reservations, like, even though it's in this obscure, like, you know, tiny corner of Maine, like, you cannot get reservations there. Like, yes. it's, and is it a place you have to send the postcard? Yeah. We just spent, what, about half of our uh, Tipsy Ellipsy, we do a live yes. taping on Facebook Live, and we spent about a good chunk of that episode talking about her, and she has a... A show. Netflix show too. Yes, it just it's coming out, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. Kate read already, but I just read about the show. I was like, oh, I have to write. I have to look at the show now. I have to watch. The, that's so funny yeah. that you did that. You spoke about it, and 
Facebook. Yeah. Just, I love it when the universe sends me things like that. Like I know this is one of my next books because it keeps coming to me. That is a sign from the universe. Yes, definitely. Twice in one week. Yeah. I want to get the cookbook too. So maybe I'll be inspired to cook some different recipes as well. And our friend Beth, who also recommended it, also recommended maybe she didn't do the audio book, but she was wishing that if it's the, she said, if it's the author reading it, she recommended that that would probably be a fun way to get it to, to. Um, to listen to it instead for those busy moms who don't have time to yeah. read or who fall asleep when they read like Missy and I do. <laughs> and I second that. Yeah. And Linda, do you have any look, listen, learns? Yeah, mine are, Judy's are fun. Mine are a little more like practical, but um, so for moms that are like maybe running small businesses or figuring that they need to figure out social media more than they understand it, um, I and I run the social media for Evolve Me. So I've had to, I, I don't know, there was a wall between me and Instagram for the longest time. It just, my brain doesn't work that way. When you're 55, <laughs> it just doesn't. I feel but, yeah. um So the podcast that I go to, my go-to resource for that is Social Media Examiner. And not Whoa. all of it will be practical to right what you're today. doing. But if you scroll through his episodes, you can pinpoint like what it is. Like you heard about Clubhouse. What is that? How do we do it? He has oh really good guests. It's always okay. very smart. It's always very helpful. So I like that. And then kind of in conjunction with that, um, if you haven't ever used Canva and you want to feel good about mastering a new tool, Canva can allow you to do that because even, and even if you're a mama, you're not working and you just want to play with it to, to go on a, a tool and design things, whether for social media or your kid's project or a poster, yep. whatever it's, it's very fun to play with. It's very addictive and it's very doable. Yes. yes. I, you know, we what? second that. I, I love I'm a Canva junkie. <laughs> But no, we talk about like being strategic in your roles to help you grow skills. And I, I used it for my kids' school's PTA newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I use Canva to do the images and I learned about MailChimp by doing yeah. the actual newsletter. And yeah. I'm like, these are like legit yeah, skills. business skills, skills. that can be used. I might be using mm-hmm. it to talk about, you know, the PTA event, but it's still, it's using, yeah. and Canva is fun. I use it for all my Christmas cards and stuff now. Put your PTA oh. on Slack. On there Slack. would be another one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Slack. And then we're interviewing someone tomorrow who's going to talk about some time blocking, but also using Trello to manage mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. stuff in addition to. Yeah. So I'm just like, what a great way to get a business yeah. skill. Yes. That's it's helping fair. you while you're at home, yeah. but that you can then take when you go, if you choose to go back in the workforce. So yeah, there's a lot that. of things that you can do. And that I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Canva is another great one that you can use for so many things at home, but as mm-hmm. a skill that exercises your right brain a little bit and it can be um, used. I Then I ended up using it for clients actually. When I was doing yeah. some social media work, we had this client that just didn't have any ads to put up on social media. It's like, well, hey, I know how to make Canva. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then if you do something like that, if you experiment with something like Canva, you realize that all that stuff out there is very easy to figure out. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So like once you do that, then you're like, oh, sure, I can figure out this other thing. So. And 80% of the images come from Canva. I'm like, oh, right. I know you. I use you for something. <laughs> I see things <laughs> now where I'm like, oh, I scrolled past that one earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Hard blonde woman fresh. holding a yes. box. I've used you before. <laughs> yeah. 
we need new images. We always say like we we need a photo shoot, right, for women in midlife. Like, to... yes, exactly. We do. Yeah, that are doing actual more natural things yes. than show up in these Canva images. Oh, for sure. Like, woman yeah. answering door to get UPS package. Like, yes, <laughs> they're they're pretty basic. Be, yes, the Amazon delivery at my house. Yeah. Although maybe it just hurts because it's so accurate. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's me. That's usually why it feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's okay. So Missy, do you have any look, listen, learns? Um, I do. I have, I just read, well, I listened to, speaking of falling asleep while you're reading. I, yes. if I read at night, I'm out mm-hmm. if I don't start early enough, which I never do. Um, so I just listened to the Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Oh. And it's so much fun. It's fiction. It's moves really fast but it explores the what ifs so what if i'd made a different decision what if i had gone this way instead of that way which really resonates with what we do here on the podcast but also is a huge fascination of mine like so kind of sliding doors ish little sliding doors ish like is there a multiverse are there other versions of our lives happening out there um so it explores it in this really fun way and not it's some of it, the way she gets into the multiverse is heavy, but um, I loved it. I loved it. And I've been thinking about it for a couple of days since I finished it. So I highly recommend that one. Next book. And then my son learn... just read that, actually. My son she did? Put, no, my oh, son, son put now in the bookstore. And I was like, it looks fine. So now I'm going to borrow it from him. Yeah, my yeah. husband's reading it. He was telling I'm me like, all about it. There you go. It's in the family. It's, now it's endorsed. It's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you all have to read it too. Uh, Ooh. So it was great. It I made, what? Oh, maybe I'll skip over to that one. I've been reading Cersei. Has anybody read Cersei? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it get, I'm not super mm-hmm. into like Greek mythology and all that kind of thing. So I feel like I don't know some of the characters I'm supposed to know. Is that, is, am I going to, I'm only on like the first chapter. So am I going to, no, it'll go, be fine. fine. I'll be and, fine. And you can Google them. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll have to do. I'll be like, you or you can check with my kids. Like they both went through a phase of knowing all, they still know all the characters. And if you say something incorrectly now, they'll be like, oh no. Oh, if they were the Pokemon characters, I would have it nailed. I'd be like, oh, I know what steel type you are and how many points you are. Okay. I'll, I'll give that one another try. Cause I was starting to just feel stupid listening to it. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And then finally Medusa was introduced and I was like, Ooh, I know one. <laughs> like finally, I feel so. like that one would be a hard one to listen to just the way I process information. Mm-hmm. It might be easier to see it on the page. I yeah. I am known to like do family trees of like hundred years of solitude. First oh. of all, it took me like five times to read. And I had you got through it eventually because yeah. I tried I, three times and gave up. Uh, <laughs> I finally, I still don't know if I finished it, but the fourth time or so that I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like it, it gets better and better the more you read it. But I have, it's probably around here somewhere. I mean, it's like a giant, like a legal size paper. First of all, because everybody has the same name. They all have the same They're all name. named like Jose Alacardia or whatever. And I'm just like, seriously, <laughs> get a different name. I have a hard enough time with names when you're not all named the same name. So yes, I would, I will see. Maybe that's my problem is that I'm listening to it. Um, but maybe I'll take a little jump over to the Midnight Library to give my brain a break from trying to figure out these Greek mythology things. 
yeah you'll but, totally keep up with the characters in the midnight library like it's not complicated yeah so i'm listening to that one but am i learning and i'm still exploring this thought because i'm i haven't quite accepted it but i think i might be becoming an extrovert mm, but you were saying so which is really not normal like i went into the <laughs> pandemic very introvert and i really relished the time at home as this introvert and that was very nourishing for me but i we this weekend had some of our best friends from our old neighborhood we moved a year ago and have not seen them since they moved out of the neighborhood like a month after we did and we're total opposite sides of town now um and so and you know pandemic so it was the first time we'd seen them they came to our new house so that was exciting but then we also had our new neighbors three couples come over last night and and that was the first time we've really had them in the house i mean we talked to that's them a kind lot of a leap to have new friends yes and so everybody came over and I was expecting after two nights of this to just be like, like I'm just gonna melt into a pile of goo. But I, the first night after Jen and Kevin left, Chris is like, oh, don't worry about the dishes. I'll get them tomorrow, whatever. I was like, no, I need to do it. Like, I feel so like energized. I was like, is this what people feel like when they actually are like <laughs> hanging out with people and don't have to go take a nap. So I was like, I have to put the dishes away because I'm so energized. And then the same thing last night, all after they all left, I thought for sure, especially after two nights of it, I'm just going to go slump into a corner. But I was like, I feel so good. So I, so I don't know if that's me becoming an extrovert or if that's me, the introvert, just having some extrovert tendencies for these first mm -hmm. initial introductions back into the world so i'm not making any broad statements about changing my personality type but but it was kind of fun i got a little at least peek into the mind of an extrovert even if it does not last any longer than this weekend so that was kind yeah, of yeah i'm fascinated by the concept of a social engagement not leaving yeah. me tired I like, know it wears me out. I love people and I love to go do things, but I do find that it drains me. No, I had, I gave me energy to do the dishes, which I never do. So <laughs> it's just very, yeah, it's a weird energy. <laughs> so that, that was a definite weird energy. So that was my, that was my learn where I'm continuing to learn. I don't know. I'm yeah. Think, I'm thinking about it. I love it. I'm sure I'll go well, back as an outside cave. observer, I think it would be really sad if you went back to your introvert tendencies, <laughs> either of you, because everybody needs to hear more. Yeah. From you, so oh, thank you. And I'm oh, sad that you're in Texas far away because I want to come have coffee. Yeah, so we're kind of sad we're in Texas this month, too, but <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> no, we're going to come visit you on the East Coast. Yes, we would love to have coffee with you or just yeah, we're do this. Visit we just do this every morning? <laughs> when we have a podcast eventually, if ever, we'll have you guys on. But you definitely should have a podcast. You should. Yeah. It's probably coming this winter. Okay. Exciting. Okay, yes, keep us posted. Definitely. If you need any tips, let us know. That's how they we need all the tips. Yeah, we have so <laughs> many we have so many friends that have podcasts. I just went to each one of them. I was like, okay, who yeah. do we do it through? How do we, how do we edit? Da, da, da. And yeah. That's what's like so amazing. I mean, Linda's heard me say this so many times, but like even though I was in like the women's nonprofit sector for as long as I have, I've never felt more supported in the, this women's entrepreneurial space that oh, we're yeah. in. And like every, you know, we learned so much just from talking to other women who've yeah. been through this process or are on the same journey as we are that are learning as, as we go. And it's just been 
it's, it's been so inspirational and really helpful too, right? Yeah. To, to learn from each other. I don't know if it's a cultural shift or if it's always been there and the way I grew up, I didn't see it. I don't know, but I feel like there is a much stronger desire for women to help women. I do. Mm-hmm. I think we it do. is a cultural shift. I don't know. I, I mean, just for being feel like it, it's like the women's organizational world, at least. Yeah. Like, or it may just be the age we're at. Like maybe. once you get to midlife, you see the value in everything that all these amazing women have to offer and to teach right. you. And yeah, I mean, even even in our reinvention collectives, like mm-hmm. we have guest expert contributors at several points throughout the Dare Method. Like in some modules, we have two, and they and they come on and share because Judy and I could talk about all of this, but some people, that's you know, like we could talk about resumes, but we bring in a woman that that's what she does. What she yes. We're so yeah. happy to highlight her for other women like both to give them her knowledge within our program. But then also, if you want to work just with her on your resume, like here she is, you know? And so we support each other through that, you know? Yes, I know. And I get get so much motivation hearing from this and and hearing other people's stories and stuff. Yeah, Missy and I are both, we actually come from a writer standpoint. So I'm working on a book proposal this week and she's, she's got a novel that she's working on edits and stuff from. So it's just, I feel like this is just a burst of energy that we get every time to just be like, okay, these amazing women are out there doing cool things. So can we, so this is exciting. Yeah. And I love that. If you can't see it, you can't be it. I just think that I also came from this mindset of scarcity, that there were only so many roles and only so many spots. And I'm realizing the older I get that there are opportunities out there that sometimes you have to go make it for yourself. Mm -hmm. But just because Suzanne finds huge, huge success doesn't mean I can't also like it's right. out there for all of us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we got to make it. Love though. it. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank much, you guys. I, so much. Thank you. Thank I am you. so glad to know you and know that you are out in the world changing lives. You are changing, changing lives. lives. Yeah. And I just for think sure. that's so amazing. So well, we're enjoy so ex- your first day of school too. Oh, thank go you. Do something just for you for a little while. Yeah. yeah go get that pedicure. Yeah, maybe I'll sneak away before they <laughs> She won't. She won't. Or at least a quiet 10 minutes in the house. It's happening. She'll just be like. <laughs> well, I'll sneak away and I'll call Linda from the chair at the pedicure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. Right. I hope we do this again Pretty soon. We are uh, really wonderful. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.